Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the small and yet significant choices that I can make, that you can make, in order to become the best versions of ourselves. My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and I am the host of this Three Words podcast. And for the next 12 or 13 or 15 minutes even, I'm going to invite you into a conversation with me that is truly significant and is truly meaningful. And what makes it meaningful is that I'm sitting here with my dear friend, Corey Norris. I've known Corey for the past 12 years. He was a student here at the university and we have maintained that friendship and he has been here in Bowling Green, Ohio since then. And I have invited him to engage in a conversation with me around this topic of race and racial equality and social justice. And I'm also very aware as I sit here with my friend that it's been a hard week and that there's been a lot going on in your life, particularly around these issues. And so I'm just looking forward, my friend, to having a very real, a very authentic and a very raw conversation about these three words. Look, listen, and learn. Look, listen, and learn. It's interesting that I think about those three words, particularly during a time such as this in our nation, for a variety of reasons. We need to be a people who are willing to see. We need to be a people who are willing to lean in and really listen to others. And my friend, I think you would agree, we need to be a people. We need to be a larger community that are willing to learn things that are outside of our comfort zone and that are outside of what we typically believe to be true based upon where we were raised, the color of our skin, our background, our family, and so forth. So I'm excited to engage in this conversation with you. So regardless of how you apply these three words, look, listen, learn, I think our lives in general would become fantastic, fantastic, and better if we are willing to apply those three words in relationships in career, and in every dimension of our lives. But I want to focus these three words, if I may, around this topic of Black Lives Matter. And friend, I want to start just even by asking you, uh, as you think about, let's just move through each of the words, as you think about looking, as you're talking to your white friend, and this is going to go out to others who are white friends or soon-to-be friends, what do you feel like you would like to share with us about looking and seeing. Gotcha. Um, I guess first I want to throw out a caveat. So I feel like I have five or six responses to pretty much any question regarding race, Hmm. kind of depending on where the person is at in their journey to being, I don't know, righteousness, whatever. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like someone, you know, who's a complete ally, someone who's just now kind of jumping on board and trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. someone who is indifferent, um, all the way down to, you know, people who just completely are, you know, hateful. And there are people out there and I've met them that are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess like as far as like looking goes, um, and pretty much all this stuff today, I kind of want to say it, say my answers to someone who's kind of on the fringe, who doesn't mm. exactly know what 
is going on or, or maybe this is you what know. to think about. All yeah, this. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not an ally. Yes. And they're also not thinking this is ridiculous. What's, yeah. what is the problem here? There is yeah. no problem. We're making up a problem. Yeah. Um, all of this is conspiracy, right? But there's actually folks who are genuinely listening and are wanting to learn. And I'm guessing those who follow three words podcast, Corey, and those who journey with us in DMB coaching, they really are very teachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they're even tuning into our our YouTube or yeah. our podcast platform. They're wanting to listen and they're wanting to learn and they're wanting to look. So man, to have you with us today is fantastic. So thank you for that caveat. And I love the fact that we're going to target the conversation toward that person who's maybe thinking, I'm not sure what I think about these issues. Yeah. So what should they think about these issues? So I guess as like, as far as uh, looking goes and uh, what to see, like there is uh, a full race out there where the vast majority of the people uh, feel that there is a problem hmm. due to personal experiences. And uh, once that kind of gets shut down, you know, that gets shut down by a lot of people. A lot of people blatantly say, you know, there's no race problem. There's nothing. If you just do A, B, C, and D, you'll be fine. And then, you know, and, and then there's media and, and there's, you know, that's a whole nother, uh, conversation, but I simply like, I feel like just look and, and, and see that this is, this is very, this is not just a one person yeah. thing. This, this is where most of the people mm-hmm. are saying that there's a problem. Open your eyes yeah. and see, but it's I'm right guessing there. not open your eyes and just turn on the TV. Yeah. But open your eyes and engage in real conversations with real human beings. And I've shared in other podcasts, and I'll even say it here, that I'm trying to be very proactive in that. Yeah. Because I know that my reality is shaped by my experiences. Yeah. And so I'm trying to listen and learn and look at as many experiences of those different than me mm-hmm. than ever before. And I'm going in with a curious spirit. And I'm I'm sharing with you, Corey, as I have been engaging in this advocacy in this activism and trying to really try to leverage my white privilege and trying to help and trying to serve and trying to really make the world a better place for men and women of, who are brown and black. Um, I, I'm engaging in significant conversations with individuals and the themes are so similar. Dis, despite their age, despite mm-hmm. their geographical location, despite their level of education or even their socioeconomic status, I'm hearing similar story after story after story. Why would I disregard that? Why would I want, why would I say there's not a problem? I mean, I'm trying to figure out why people would do that. But I think in some ways, the reason they will do that is if, if they've never been in a relationship where they've actually had a conversation like we're having today. Yeah. You can disregard it. Yeah. You can discredit it and disregard it until there is a name and a face of your friend. Exactly. That is very true. And I, and one thing I do kind of want to point out, like privilege, privilege, that word has so much surrounding it. And, yeah. um, like it is not it's like a lightning rod. It yes. just gets such a reaction from yeah. people. Right. And it is not an accusation. It is not saying you are wrong for having this privilege. And, and, um, I do want to say like, there are ways that I am privileged, Hmm. um, compared to other black people, uh, because there are certain advantages that I have had or certain like ways I've grown Uh up. And honestly, I feel like living in uh, Bowling Green, um, kind of, and, and being here a while and being like, well known kind of gives me like a significant advantage. Whereas in other 
areas, it's like, Hey, I'm just feeling downtrodden every day and get, you know, I can't as much as I try to crawl up out of this, this cycle, it knocks me yeah. back down. I love that you said that. Cause I even have an African-American uh, athletic coach who is a good friend of mine. And he said to me recently, I, Michael experience a lot of privilege because I am a coach. Mm-hmm. And so when I walk into the community, when I, when people see me, there's, there's yeah. privilege that comes with that. And I'm like, wow. So even privilege is not, we're, we're using the term a lot. You're hearing a lot of the term mm-hmm. white privilege. Yep. But what you're saying is that we all, maybe not varying all, degrees. to varying yeah. degrees of privilege in different areas. So I just love the fact that you can acknowledge that. So, but I think that's the first idea is that we just need to open our eyes yeah. and just see reality without wearing the blinders. Secondly, listen, that's hard. It is hard. Is it not to genuinely listen when, and not just listen just enough to build your case to respond, but actually to be fully present in the presence of someone else and really just listen and try to continually keep the barriers and the obstacles that go up to really seek to understand not just to find something that we can poke holes in. And this yep. isn't true just in this issue, but in general, we're not very good listeners typically. Yep. Listening is tremendous work, but here's what listening does. It establishes trust. It expresses care and it engages the heart. And so when I sit with a human being to talk about anything and I get to see a part of their story or a chapter of their lives and they begin to open the book and they begin to tell their narrative It just engages my heart because now I'm in the presence of a human being hearing a real story, connected to real emotions, real experiences that are amazing, that are painful, that are fantastic, that are horrible, and it engages my heart. So I guess I would ask you today, my friend, as you think about me as a white friend and you think about white folks like me. What do we need to hear? I think that, I think that, um, honestly, everyone needs to hear that patience is key, Mm. especially right now. Um, you're right. We can, I can walk into this, any conversation and poke holes into it. Um, I can, I can, look at social media or whatever and find whatever argument I want, any argument I want, I can find it's there. And, uh, and they tend to have their corners that you can go to and regurgitate the same talking point and get exactly what you want Mm -hmm. from in your beliefs. But I think the key is patience, honestly, Mm -hmm. and hearing you talk about your, you know, your experiences, um, if it offends me or if something is kind of off a little bit or, or like right now, I, I kind of feel like like black people are hurting. We are mm-hmm. wounded right now. And it's so easy to lash out and it's so easy to be exhausted and tired from all this. And um, I was telling you before this, um, before we started talking, but I kind of didn't want to talk here because yeah. this week has been so tough. You're talked out. Yeah. And, and, and you're tired of explaining yourself. Yeah. But mm-hmm. right now I think is a key moment because we do have so many people talking about it and we mm-hmm. have a traction, um, a momentum that honestly as human beings, it's not going to keep up if you're not black, 
you, you know, I, I feel like the majority of non-black people, um, it is going to fizzle out in ways if you let it. And, um, I still have to live with it every day until I'm not living. So, um, I want to utilize this time and be patient mm-hmm. with people who say the wrong things or whatever. Yeah. And also to, uh, white people, um, please be patient with us. Like, you know, if there's a misunderstanding or something like that, or someone lashes out as anyone would, you know, if you have Believe the best. Yeah. Yeah. If, if someone is wounded, you know, like, yeah. um, if someone has a sunburn and you slap them on the shoulder, they, they might react very poorly, even though that's a normal interaction. Right. You just, you know, so hmm. I think patience is the key right now. When we're talking to people do not come in there assuming come into this conversation assuming that you know like i'm just gonna you know if they say this i'm gonna say that and then you know just truly listen truly Truly listen listen which isn't happening on social media because again and i and and i've heard it said and i'm quoting it all the time this notion that if you want to make a point post it on social media yep if you want to make a difference engage in a conversation with a human being yep because no one's minds are being changed on social media yeah Typically what's happening is we're just reinforcing yes. our previous positions and we're finding, like you said, you can always find an argument and you can read something. And so uh, to really lean in and listen, it requires tremendous amount of work, patience, as you mentioned, but also a huge degree of humility that the world is bigger than me, that there are things going on out there that I can't explain because I am just one person in my bubble and I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I don't have all the wisdom. I don't know how to solve every problem. And for sure, I don't have a corner on reality. We tend to think that my experience yep. is reality for the world. <laughs> I've never experienced it. So how can that be true? Or I have this one friend who has an experience. So how can that be true? And so that's really the third idea I wanted to touch on as we wrap up this podcast is not just looking, not just listening, but learning. Because let's be honest, Corey, we all struggle. Every one of us as human beings with embracing and exploring and entertaining ideas that do not reinforce our current core values and beliefs about reality. It's hard. And so we tend to actually connect with and bring into our larger viewpoint and worldview things that tend to coincide. Those things that we that tend to contradict, we just push out. Yep. So I want to ask you as we wrap up, what do you want me to learn about? What do you feel like for those of us who are in the majority population, what do we need to learn? What new information or even resources, or where do we begin? Because you said you're targeting this conversation yeah. to someone who's just exploring. Yeah. Where do we begin to learn yeah. what you're talking about? Um, well, yeah, and talking to someone who is is just now learning about this topic, I, I kind of want to say, like, live life with Black people. Like, mm. do you know anyone? Have you ever actually talked to someone in a non, you know, like business setting or whatever? And, um, I, people are so like, it it feels like after people hang out with me, sometimes they're like, Oh, like you're a, you're a cool black guy. And it's like, no, I'm a black person 
Um, and I just don't fit into your stereotypes or your preconceived, you know, notions. Yep. Um, I've, you know, I've had people say to me, like, like, you're such a hard worker. You're so nice and caring. Like, you're the, you're the whitest black guy I know. And I'm like, oh, as though white people are harder workers and white people are nicer. Yeah. Ridiculous. And, yeah. yeah. And they meant that in a nice way. They did. They didn't know that they were being racist because they attributed those good qualities about a person with whiteness. And then, you know, when I subverted that expectation, then they just thought, Oh, like you're pretty white. That just shows me you don't know black people. Yeah. So, but also you didn't judge. You continue that conversation. My guess is you're continuing that relationship. You are being, you're modeling and embodying Corey, what we're talking about being patient and seeking to understand, but that's gotta be hard. Yes. And that kind of goes back to exhausting goes back to the patience thing right now, especially because this week, it sounds like from what we were talking about, um, it's required a lot of patience Mm -hmm. with people that are connected to you who are saying things or insinuating things or just not understanding. Yeah. And my guess is knowing you as I do, you you feel like, wow, is this ever going to change? Are we stuck here forever? Yeah. Um, I feel a new momentum in my own spirit, my family's spirit, in our commitment, not just to be an ally, not just to be an advocate, but to be an activist, to really seek to not only look and listen and learn, but actually leverage our lives um, in this direction. Because, And I've actually shared this with my team, DMB Coaching and my family. This conversation, these things, this discussion, it might be the most important thing I do between now and the end of my life. It's that important. And I, I'm ashamed that it took so long for me to realize that. We've been friends for 12 years. Mm -hmm. We've never had this conversation until recently. Um, Until something that was so horrific happened that we all could see, right, that it, it forced us to have the conversation and we, we could have still ignored it, but this conversation, uh, I know you said that it, it's going to fizzle out. It's not going to fizzle out with me and it's not going to fizzle out with those who know and love you and are committed to you. Like we are going to continue to fight to keep the conversation alive until we can all rise together and we can all experience what, um, what should be as men and women who are created in the image of God, right? Corey, I appreciate you sitting with me today and engaging in a, a real conversation that I know is on the tail end of a really challenging week. And I appreciate you giving us a few more minutes and a little bit more energy. And I just want you to know that I am so sorry that you have to continue to fight this battle, but I want you to know you're not fighting it alone. Uh, you are surrounded by many people who are saying we will fight with you as we commit first and foremost to looking to listening and to learn for life coaching consulting services or to hire a keynote speaker please visit dmbcoaching.com